We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friends. Yes, life and relationships can indeed be confusing. Something that reduces that confusion is being aligned. I practice my personal alignment through prayer and meditation, but it's also so important to be physically lined up. I don't know about you, but there have been a few times in my life where I was not aligned and it was absolutely debilitating. I've connected with a variety of wonderful teachers and healers that have supported me on my path and keep me on the straight and narrow. And then I get to have the honor and privilege of sharing these teachers with you. Today, we're going to be talking to one of these people, my friend, teacher, healer, and chiropractor, Dr. Fletcher. Not only does Dr. Fletcher adjust my spine, he always has nuggets of wisdom to share, and I always feel so uplifted after spending a little time with him. So today, I invited him to share some of his personal brand of inspiration and knowledge with us here on Empower Radio. Dr. Fletcher studied at Boise State University and the University of Western States. He's been practicing chiropractic for 17 years and has a thriving practice in Boise, Idaho. Dr. Fletcher has provided care to more than 8,000 patients, from children to seniors, athletes to regular moms and dads. He's been featured at hundreds of speaking engagements to groups and businesses about the prevention of neck and back problems and about attaining wellness and vibrant health. So Dr. Fletcher, thanks for being here with us today on Journey to Center. Well, thanks for having me. I, uh, that was an awfully nice introduction. I feel the same about you. Every time uh-huh. I see you, you are so full of life and vitality. It's a joy to, to visit with you. Well, it's very mutual, and I have to say it wasn't always this way. It's been a path and a process getting to this place of vibrant health, and there's been lots of little ingredients to create this this mix, and certainly one of those important ingredients has been my spine, keeping us aligned. And it's funny because I hear sometimes people saying, oh, I don't believe in chiropractics. I'm like, how can you not believe in chiropractics? That doesn't make any sense to me. Have you ever heard that? I probably hear that more than just about anything else in terms of, you know, a, a, an individual's objection to, uh, to seeing a chiropractor. And it's such a common uh, issue. It's just one of those things that people have to overcome. Most of the time, people come to chiropractors out of necessity. Mm-hmm. And my experience has been, you know, it's a bit humorous. I've been doing this for so long that most people come in for the first time to visit me with, you know, one eyebrow raised arms crossed, they're leaning back in their chair, saying, okay, I've tried everything else. What can you do for me? So, yeah, uh, people feel like, you know, I have to believe in chiropractic. Uh, Fortunately, it doesn't require any faith or any belief uh, to benefit from chiropractic. It is what it is. Uh, It's an important tool. And uh, like you said, uh, attaining health has a lot of different ingredients, but uh, chiropractic in particular is one physical aspect uh, uh, of necessity in in order for people to be healthy because we all all use our spines constantly. That's true. It's very important. And it's interesting. You bring up a good point. I would imagine people often don't believe in it until they're flat on their back. (laughs) Well, it's almost a good thing for me. And and here's why, Tammy. Uh, The people who are the biggest skeptics that crawl into our office with the worst pain and they look at you and they say, you know what, I'm going to tell you up front, I don't believe in this. This isn't going to help me. 
they are the biggest converts in the world. Uh, once they're well, uh, these are the people that go out and, and they tell everybody, their, their moms, their dads, their friends, oh, listen, I was the biggest skeptic in the world. I didn't believe in that, but it helped me so much. You have to go try it. So I don't mind that, you know, as long as we do our job well and we're help, help, you know, we help people overcome that uh, particular, you know, mental aspect of, of how they view things. Uh, they make wonderful patients, and they, you know, make some of my best referrals. So I, I'm well, grateful to people like that. Really, that I. This is one of the things I love about you, and there's a lot of them. But one of them is that you don't seem to have a lot of ego attached to your profession, where some people might get really defensive. You're like, okay, whatever, and you just keep doing what you're doing, and you keep helping people, and your practice is thriving, and you're an in-demand guy. So I love your your perspective, if you will. Thank you, Tammy. I will tell you, if you have thin skin uh, and you decide to become a chiropractor, you're in for a, for a, a difficult road. Because uh, getting into this, I wasn't aware really until I got out into practice just how much resistance there is to what we do in the general public mm -hmm. and within the medical profession in particular. And that's all slowly changing and it's changed quite a bit in the 17 years that I've been in practice. But at first it was a bit of a shock. You, you, you have to lose your ego and you can't be afraid for people to say, hey, you know, no, I, I don't believe in that. I don't like that. I don't understand that. Uh, and and you, know, you just have to be accepting of that. It's, you know, the way it was described to me, Tammy, is you know, if the building is burning and you're and you're knocking on doors and you're saying, hey, get out, the building's on fire, you know, people look at you and say, yeah, I don't believe you. I don't see any smoke. Well, you know, <laughs> you can't you can't convince them. You, you better go to the next door and knock on the next door yeah, and say, hey, building's mm -hmm. on fire. So uh, our job is, you know, to help those people that, you know, that want to be helped. So yeah, I love that. I love that. I totally get it. Some people don't believe in what I do either. That's OK. I just keep on moving and hang out with the people that appreciate me. So and what I get you it. do is so important. And people, you know, people almost understand the physical aspect of health, health more than the mental and emotional and spiritual. And so your job is almost more difficult than mine. So it can I be at you. times. But again, I don't spend a lot of time knocking on those doors that people are telling me to go away at. So there you go. I dance with the people that want to dance. Absolutely. There you go. I, I always dance with the girls that said yes. Yeah, see, with. there you go. Same thing. <laughs> so, Dr. Fletcher, I'm curious. Um, are there different types or styles of chiropractics? We had talked about this before. It seems like an eclectic group of people that go into this profession. Are there different types and how do we find the right one for ourselves? Good, good, good question. I get asked this a lot as well, especially from people that may not live in my area that I run into or that I meet and they're like, well, who should I look for? This is a hard, hard question to answer because uh, the last I checked, uh, Tammy, there's more than 300 different practicing techniques of chiropractic. And that's a lot oh, wow. of diversity. And yeah. there are some people doing some wild and funky things out there. And I'm not saying they're good or bad. They're just, you know, way different than what I do. So I try to tell people that uh, chiropractors are a bit like shoes and it's all about having a good fit. If, uh, you know, if mm -hmm. I go to the store and I buy a $400 pair of shoes and they're half a size too small, well, you know, they're nice shoes. They're just not good for me. And so mm -hmm. what I tell people is uh, the most important thing is that you go to somebody that you trust, uh, you listen to what they have to say, and are they delivering on their promises? Uh, are they explaining to you the process of what's wrong? And uh, are they telling you what to expect in terms of results? Are you seeing those results? How effective are they communicating to you um, what you're going through? And, you know, I, I, I really have a great deal of confidence in people's 
own emotional intelligence. People are, are easy to fool once, but you can't fool them over and over and over again. And so if you're seeing somebody and in, intuitively you feel like, I'm not getting the results that I'm looking for, or intuitively you're thinking, hey, this person's really wonderful, they're really helping me, then you're probably right in both, you know, both instances. And so, you know, the first time you came to my office, I could tell, you know, non-verbally that you were, you've been through this before and you knew what you were looking for and either I was going to be a good fit for you or I wasn't and that you were going to make that decision independent of me. And I knew uh, I'm not going to see Tammy anymore if I don't do a good job for her. And if I, you know, if I'm meeting her needs and I'm, I'm, I'm you know, doing what, what I should be doing to help her with her spine that, you know, she's going to continue to see me. And so... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the good pair of shoes. It's got to fit. Yes. And then I'm grateful for a good pair of shoes. I'm grateful for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I don't so, fit everybody, but I, I, I fit a lot of people. So that's good. Yeah. I imagine you do. I mean, I can't wait to bring my husband in to see you because I think, well, he's one of these guys that doesn't believe in chiropractics, but his back is always hurting. <laughs> and I'm a massage therapist. I do energy work. I do hypnosis, but there's certain things I can't do. I wish I could adjust his spine, but I'm going to have to leave that to you. So to I me. think he's I wish love I you. could do energy work. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, I don't well, so have far you're a great interview. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> We're appreciative of each other's skill sets. Absolutely. I love it. I guess we can't have it all, but we can share with others that do bring the other pieces of the puzzle together. So that makes it really fun. Absolutely. I, but I think the thing that you recognize about what you do and what I recognize about what I do is that it takes, you know, setting your ego aside and understanding that uh, we don't have all the answers. The best thing that we can do is be really good at what we do and what our calling is. And the other best thing that we can do is surround ourselves with good people. If I yes. don't do this well, but you need that, I know who you can go see. And so, yeah, and, and you're that way and I'm that way. And so that works out well. Well, that's the other thing that, you know, I love about you. It's like there's no competition. There's no energy of uh, fear or scarcity or anything. It's, it's, a, it's a cooperation. And if it's not a fit, that's okay, too. There's no... There's no uh, energy around that. And I found that with certain chiropractors that uh, there's an energy. It's like you need to sign up for 10 sessions. You need to come twice a week. You need to commit to your health. And I'm like, well, it sounds like you want me to commit to you. Something <laughs> about that doesn't feel so good to me. <laughs> well, I think you've developed again, uh, and some patients are really good at this and others aren't, a, a real intuition for what's right. And you talked about energy, and I think we're all aware of energy. Some of us are more aware of it than others. And that's where that fit comes in. And if you, again, I think if you feel like you're being led in a direction that you're not comfortable with, then uh, it's not going to be a good fit. And so, again, a good chiropractor is going to sense what another person's needs are. And some people are going to need a lot of care and some people are going to need a little care and some people are going to need to be led. And some people need space to lead themselves and you just need to be a good navigator and say, here's what would be best for you. What do you want to do? And so, uh, yeah, that energy, that, that sense of it, what's this person's intent? Is their intent in making me better? Is their intent on, you know, kind of forcing me through this, this path that, you know, is what you know, they want? So, right, yeah, I exactly. Think you get to be that. discerning about that for sure. sure. And I think you touched on this a little bit, Dr. Fletcher, but I'm wondering if you have any more to add to it. Is there something we can, um, is there some signposts, some earmarks, some things we can look at to determine whether there is a good versus not so good chiropractor? Well, it probably all starts with, um, you know, uh, the interview process. Uh, a good chiropractor, first of all, is going to be a good listener. 
and is going to listen to not only what's wrong with the patient, uh, but what it is that the patient wants. Uh, some patients just want a little pain relief. Some patients just want to be listened to. Some people want, you know, relief and rehabilitation. And some patients are already very, very healthy, and they just want to stay healthy. And so uh, a chiropractor that is not only good at listening to a patient and recognizing what it is that a patient needs, but also listening to what a patient's, you know, health goals are. Is your desire to stay healthy because you're already healthy? Or is your desire, I'm in crisis and I can't go to work and I can't feed my family because I can't move my back? Uh, I think a good chiropractor is somebody who is really intent on listening to what a patient's needs are and helping them meet their own goals. And you try to align your goals to the patient's goals, but they don't always align. I mean, every patient that I see, I may want to uh, save their life, and I may think that, boy, if they don't get chiropractic care the next year, they're going to end up having their back fused. But their intent might just be, hey, I can't go to work this week, and I just need you to get me out of pain so I can get back to the office. So, uh, so you have to let their intention lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is like, a, a, you know, and this isn't unique to chiropractic. It's, it's, it's across the board in healthcare. How well do you listen to your patients? How well are you picking on, up on what their you know, their goals are in terms of of health, and then how well are you meeting those goals? And, you know, regardless of what their particular technique is, if their focus is on evaluating a person's spine, uh, correcting what's wrong with that spine in terms of how it lines up and how it moves, how it functions, how it supports the body, and then how that interferes with your nervous system or how that allows that nervous system to flow unimpeded because it is our nervous system that regulates the function of the entire human body. And chiropractic is an essential part of allowing the human body to operate to its full potential. Because, Tammy, you're aware of the fact, you mentioned this in your opening, you can have a functioning spine, but that doesn't mean it's functioning well. And when it's not functioning well, we can still bend and lift and twist, but maybe, you know, we're experiencing pain, tingling, numbness, weakness, soreness, headaches, you know, all of those types of things. And this is our body's way of communicating to us that uh, we're not functioning right. So a good chiropractor is going to help you address those issues. I love what you're saying. You know, I say that with my work. I can only meet a person where they're at and take them as far as they want to go. I may want them to be enlightened, but if that's not their goal or intention, you know, it's not my business. (laughs) There are... (laughs) That, uh, yes, there's, and the, that I laugh at that because uh, so few of us are enlightened. So I think all of us should, you know, that should be in our, our, our bucket list uh, uh, things to work on. Cause it's <laughs> well, really and that, not that a, is my personal goal, but I'm not going to inflict that on anyone else. <laughs> right. And it's not really so much a destination as it is a journey, right? Absolutely. And I'm enjoying it finally. So, yes, we it's, have it's to true. We have people to pursue. Yeah. Yes. So something else you talk about, I'm excited about uh, understanding more about this. I got my paper and pen out. You talk about the four building blocks of good spinal health. What is that? Uh, That's a great question. Let me ask you. I'll put you on the spot, Tammy. Uh, Perfect. When it it. relates to the physical body, uh, there are probably a hundred different things uh, that we could talk about in terms of being healthy, in particular in your physical body and specific to the spine. Uh, but there are four big ones that en- encompass maybe 90, 95% of what's required to be healthy. Uh, so I'll ask you, what, what do you think the four things are? I have no idea. <laughs> Posture, energy, uh, uh, flexibility. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> well, I think you touched on one of those, flexibility. Uh, when I have a patient come into my office 
and their back or their neck is hurting and they're experiencing a lot of pain and it's clear to me that their nervous system is, is, is highly agitated. They hurt when they move. Uh, I'm looking for deficits in four things. One thing is flexibility. And so if your listeners are, are thinking about, well, you know, what can I do to be healthy and how can I self-evaluate whether or not I have a healthy back and a healthy spine? The first thing is, is you have to be flexible. And so you should be able to lock your knees out and bend down and touch the floor with your, with your fingertips. If you can't do that, that's something that you should be working on. Um, the other thing is you should be able to turn your head from side to side and you should be able to get your chin almost all the way to your shoulder and you should be able to do that uh, from left to right equally. And so flexibility is one of the four you know, main pillars of having a good physical health in your spine. So that's one of them. Uh, the other would be strength. And, uh, and strength, I, I see so many people in my office that lack strength in particular in their core. And a lot of people hear that, but they don't understand what that means. And so when we talk about your core, we're not talking about your legs and arms. We're not talking about doing bicep curls and, 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 you know, and leg extensions. We're talking about around your waist and around your neck. And so an easy way to test this is if you have anybody lie on their back and you simply ask them to extend their feet out ahead of them and lift them up off the table. I'm shocked and amazed at how many people, A, either can't do it, they can't lift their feet up off the table, or B, they do it, but they are so weak and shaking it's very painful. And so wow, that's really? two. Yeah, two. Strength and flexibility are an essential part of having a healthy spine. Uh, mm -hmm. The last two have to do more with chiropractic, and that is the overall structure of the spine and the function of the spine. And this is where chiropractic comes into play. And this is why I don't think that chiropractic is important. I think it's essential. We use our spines every day to bend and lift and twist and walk and run and stand and sit and move. Structurally, our spine should be straight and our hips and shoulders should be level. So, Tammy, if you vary that in any way, it still works. It just doesn't work well. And right. over time, that causes the spine to break down. And, and when we have patients in our office that are hurting, they're in pain, they can't work, they can't exercise, we see variations in that. We see shoulders that are uneven, hips that are uneven. So if your listeners look in the mirror and they close their eyes and they shake their head back and forth and they open their eyes and they look, you're going to see how you stand and how you carry yourself. If you look in the mirror and you notice that one shoulder is, is obviously higher than the other, one hip is higher than the other, that's a pretty good indication that the structure of your spine is not healthy. It's not optimal. And then the last thing would be function. There's 24 individual segments to the spine. All 24 of those are designed to move. They're designed to support weight and to move the human body. If your segments in your spine aren't moving, but you're moving, you're asking for problems. And so the biggest things that I see when patients come into my office is what's that deficit? Do they have weak strength in their core? Do they have poor flexibility? Do they have a structural issue with their spine? Do they lack functional mobility in their spine? If those things are in deficit, then what we see is we see a weakening of the nervous system. We see those vertebrae and, and that spine functioning in, in a way that is interfering with nerve flow and patients experience pain, tingling, numbness, weakness, achiness, soreness, headaches, loss of vitality, loss of energy and inability to sleep. They're more susceptible to colds and flus. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. you see this sort of 
just overall lack of health and vitality in these people that have just such poor health. And it's because these things are in such deficit. And everything that we do on a day-to-day basis that's not focused on health tends to take away from those four pillars. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. So, Dr. Fletcher, is it possible that somebody could go to a chiropractor too much? If I wanted to see you uh, every week, can I become dependent? (laughs) Well, so here's what I would say about that, Tammy. Uh, I'll answer that in a couple of different ways. Uh, Number one, um, if you have good strength in your core and good flexibility, then if you have if you're getting adjusted on a regular basis, basis, your alignment of your spine should hold on its own. Mm-hmm. But okay. if you're somebody that frames houses for a living and you're working eight hours, 80 hours a week doing that, and you're 40 pounds overweight and you know, everything you do is detrimental to your spine, you could probably come in every week for 40 years and get some benefit of it, but it's just going to be very temporary. And right. so the benefit uh, as it relates to chiropractic has more to do with how healthy is a patient. And, you know, uh, someone like you, for instance, that, you know, in my opinion, is super healthy. Uh, you, you have good strength in your core. You have good flexibility. Uh, and so when I correct your spine, I know that it's going to last longer than a week for you. Mm-hmm. But the other thing about chiropractic is it's, it's healthy for the human body in the same way that stretching is or exercising is or doing yoga is or working with an athletic trainer. And so if I were to say to you, Tammy, if I'm going to, you know, get a massage once a week, is that too much? Or I'm going to work with an athletic trader once a week. Is that too much? And, you know, it just really depends on what your needs are and your health goals are. It's not really going to be harmful for you, but if you need to go once a week, every week for the rest of your life, because you're not addressing the other things in your life that are making you unhealthy, then you're probably not going to get very far. You know what I mean? It, it becomes more mm-hmm. of a crutch. Right, right. Okay. If, if, if yeah, again, we, need, job, we need all the ingredients. We don't sure. just, like, get saying, massage. As a massage therapist, I suggested always to my clients that they also get chiropractics because I can massage them. But if they're out of alignment, then those muscles are still going to be like tensing up and going sideways. And it's like I think these two things work very, very well together. Hand in hand. Uh, Tammy, if I'm working on someone's spine and their muscles and ligaments and tendons are so tight and spasmed and and Mm -hmm. bound up, it doesn't matter what I do to them when they get up and they leave pull my office, out. those muscles yep. just pull them right back out again. So once again, um, what is your flexibility? And to me, massage therapy from just a physical standpoint is important because it's like stretching. It is passive stretching. It's where a therapist works on lengthening your muscles, making them function better, restoring blood flow and nerve flow to those muscles. And so I always, you know, incorporate massage therapy uh, into my treatment plans if patients are receptive to it, and not everyone is. But most people are more receptive to massage than they are chiropractic. So it's usually not that big of an issue to get people to do massage therapy. Dr. Fletcher, we only have a couple minutes left here, and I love the quote that you gave to me once. You're a motivational speaker and a chiropractor. Um, you said, health comes through you, not to you, which I love. How can we dial up our health besides just doing chiropractics? What else are some some nuggets of wisdom you can share with us that we can implement to uh, dial up our health meter? Okay, so Tammy, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, First of all, I would like uh, everyone who is listening to uh, realize that that is my quote. 
I came up with that. I own it. Yes, you did. <laughs> I did not. Someone else came up oh. with that, and I don't know who, but thank you, because I repeated it, and you remembered it. That's a great yes. quote, and it is really the foundation of chiropractic principles, and I'm sure it's the foundation of what you do. We have to understand and respect that the human body has its own innate ability to heal and self-repair. That doesn't come from the outside. It doesn't come from a doctor. It comes from within. Any doctor, any therapist's job is to assist the body's ability to heal itself. So healing and wellness always comes from within. And if there is something that's keeping you from being well, um, it, it is our job as individuals and then as doctors and as therapists to try to do what we can to make the human body work better so that it can do its job. So um, our body's own innate ability to heal and repair, that is our job to understand that and respect that. But there are things that we can do to be healthier and to be more vital. If we look at the physical aspect of it, I would say three things. And this doesn't address so much the spiritual or the emotional or those things. But vital health comes from eating right, thinking right, and moving right. And so eating right, we all understand, Tammy, you are what you eat. Uh, if you make poor choices in what you put in your body, you're not going to be healthy. It doesn't matter what else you do. So you have to eat the right kinds of foods, right? You have to eat fruits and vegetables and whole foods and real foods and lean meats and chicken and fish and stay away from all the garbage and the processed foods and the processed sugars. And most people understand that. Thinking right, super, super important. I'm sure you understand this more than most. There are people that are just by nature very negative, and that's what they choose to focus on. And guess what? The world is going to hell in a handbasket. They hurt all the time. They're miserable. They can't be well. No one likes them. Life is horrible. And there's nothing you can do to help people that think that way. You have to think right. You have to focus on the positive. You have to embrace the idea that you, you're in control of, of your own life and your own thoughts and your own actions. And so you eat right, you think right, and you move right. People who are sedentary, who sit around all the time, who go from their bed to their office desk to their couch at home and they don't move and they don't exercise and they don't do chiropractic and they don't do massage therapy and they don't do yoga and they don't do Pilates, they're dying. They're slowly deteriorating. So my, my thought would be, remember these three things, eat right, think right, move right. Your That's body's great wisdom. That's some great wisdom. You break it down. You make it very comprehensive. Break it down. So, Dr. Fletcher, yes. thank you so much for spending some of your day here. Um, this has been such an honor and privilege, and I feel so uplifted. I feel like I'm going to go eat some watermelon and go to the gym, and I'm going to think good thoughts. <laughs> Tammy, can I, can I tell you how grateful I am to you that you let me come on your show? I think Aww. what you do is wonderful. It really means a lot to me that you think enough of me to let me come talk for a few minutes. So I'm grateful. Very grateful. And I'm going to come see you tomorrow. I'm going to get adjusted before you go to Hawaii. <laughs> All right, come see me before I go on vacation. I'm happy to see you. <laughs> so to my listeners, thanks for hanging out with us on Journey to Center today. God bless you. Wouldn't be as much fun if you weren't part of the process. So thank you. God bless you. Eat right. Think right. Move onward and upward. Bye for now. <laughs>